This week on The Wise Guys. Yeah. Like you said, if you're surrounded by people that love alcohol and you're trying to stop alcohol, you know, your crowd is going to, you know, push you in that direction. Yeah. So stuff, if you're if you're on a diet and, you know, you're around people that love to eat, then that's that's tough. I mean, right. you really have to, I mean, you maybe have a conversation with them to have them work with you and not, you know, do that stuff around you. But it's tough to be around people that indulge in the thing that you're trying to stop doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and, you know, on the show, I like to keep it real, or at least me, me, like in terms of like just letting it all out there. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie, man. I was addicted to porn, man. Hey, man. I had an addiction problem. I know I'm being honest. That's true. I feel as if a lot of people don't talk about these things, and I feel as if it needs to be talked about. That's a fact. I I got into it at 13 years old. Wow. A kid should not be exposed to that at 12, 13 years old. I thought it was the norm. And that's the power of the internet, man. You can access anything at any... Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Kevin Unglad, and you are now tuning in to the Wise Guys Podcast, brought to you by Flowered Concrete. Check it out. Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? This is your boy, Kevin Unglad. And this is Mark Pruden. And we are the Wise Guys Podcast, yes, back sir. for another week. Mark, how you feeling today, man? I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. How you doing, bro? Yeah, man, feeling great. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. We're live. We're back in New York City, back in Brooklyn. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to be here. Um, man, uh, we were just having very extensive conversations off here. A lot of stuff was talking. Definitely, about. definitely. But uh, I think Gotta that catch got us. Up. Yeah, catch it up. But I think that got us ready to go. Um, first and foremost, I don't think. Uh, no, we have. But I'm gonna, you know, just kind of give a refresher and say this again, bro. Um, congratulations on all the things you've been doing as of recent, you know, with, you know, your, you know, your prior investments and as well as, you know, just, you know, doing this real estate thing really hard. Could you share some good news that you shared with me earlier? Oh yeah, for sure. And then finally closed the deal. Um, Should be getting everything signed and and transferred over by Wednesday. Nice. So yeah, it's finally, man, it's been a tough uh, pandemic. Manhattan, Brooklyn real estate market's been a bit slow, but you know, just got to hustle and find your way. Hey, yeah. pop champagne for the boy. Yeah, man, let's do it. Let's I do love it. it. I love it. I love it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and then you were also saying too um, that you know, if anything, you plan you plan on um, doing some you know some work within that realms. You know, like in Queens and as well as Long Island. How is um, the Long Island market? If you don't mind me asking. You? Yeah, definitely. I want to move towards the Queens and Long Island market. Long Island has been been booming in the last few months, mainly because of so many residents in Manhattan fleeing that area and going towards, you know, Long Island just to get away from, you know, the massive amount of people in in one small space, you know, in these apartment buildings and co-ops. So, yeah, uh, Long Island has been booming a little bit of Queens. So I definitely want to get into the market that that's moving right now since Manhattan is so slow. Mm -hmm. We've got at least... 11,000 empty apartments in Manhattan so there there is no shortage of apartments every no there's no, not much interest at all so right. it's just empty apartments yeah so I definitely want to move on to a, a field that's booming sector that's booming no I hear that I hear that and I'm in total agreement with you uh excellent bro today's episode I'm so glad that we got a chance to uh, catch up today's episode episode 34 is called can't get enough addictions okay can't get enough addictions. Uh, so we have two segments for you all today, Wise Community. The first segment is called Formation, the formation of an addiction. Mark, what do you think? What causes people to succumb to vices or addictions in life? 
That's interesting. I mean, a lot of the time people are, you know, substituting something. You know, so essentially if someone may be depressed or they may be angry, they may turn towards food or, mm-hmm. or cigarettes. So it's, it's always almost like they could be suppressing something. Right. So they're choosing something else to distract them for the moment. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a, like a last resort to kind of escape reality. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel as if a lot of people have a tumultuous time trying to rid themselves of their addictions right like they're caught up in their addictions and they don't know how to kind of like uh you know how do i say this to you um how to stop themselves from fully indulging and stuff like that like you know they talk about hollywood right and that in hollywood a lot of people out there are cokeheads they're addicted to cocaine and i wonder i wonder what your thoughts i wonder if whether you're hooked and you're addicted to something or not I wonder if proximity plays a role in that. Like, you want to avoid this thing and you know it's bad for you and you've been an abuser of it in your past, but now since you're around it, it's just like, dang, like, I like to hang out with this actor, this actor, this actor, Leonardo right. DiCaprio. I mean, if he's doing blow shit, what do you think I'm going to do? Go home and drink water? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm mean, saying? It becomes casual. Right. It's just like whatever is casual, you don't even really realize you're addicted because if, if I hang out with, with you three times a week, and every time we hang out, we're doing coke. I can be addicted to coke and not realize it just because it's so casual. Like, hey, I'm just gonna meet up with Kev, and then you know what I mean. It's just like yeah. they don't realize they're addicted, but because it's so embedded in their routine and their their yeah. way of life. Yeah. Just like social media, you know, a lot of us are addicted to social media, but we don't even know it because it's not seen as a negative thing. That's a fact. It's, That's it's, a fact. It's normal. Just keep scrolling, man. And hours can pass, and you're just laughing away by yourself in the corner. It's true. <laughs> it's really true. You know what I realized? Remember after we wrapped up season one, I took a break from social media. Right. And that was intentional because I always try to take like a month to like two, three months off from social media every year. Yeah. Now that two, three month time frame has been reduced to like six weeks or so because of the podcast and right. because of, you know Flower Concrete I got a lot of stuff to push and whatnot. Um, that's true I feel like the after we ended the first season back in late June mm-hmm. the six weeks that I wasn't on social media that was that was bliss for me man right it's like I, being off from work yeah, yeah I, you said what like being off from work like being yeah. off from it's work yeah. For me, at least for me, using the platform the way I utilize it, it's work. Yeah. And we said this on episode 25 for the grand. Where I, well, I said it and you asked me the question. You was like, so Kev, if I asked you why were you on social media? You, and then I was like, um, because, you know, for my brand, you know, I want to push out my product and things like that I have going on. And you're like, that's cool, Kev. But you know what the majority of the average person would say? I was like, no. You was like... They don't know why they're using yeah. social media. It's they're true. just using it because it's there, you know? And I say that to say, within the six weeks, shoot, you know, even you, I love you, bro, but I didn't look at no one's page, no one's stories. Yeah, I don't blame Nothing. I said, I said, even if I love the person, I'm not even, I don't even know if you really noticed, but within that time frame, within that six-week time frame in which the show wasn't on or whatever, mm-hmm. whatnot, if you notice, I didn't put anything up and... There wasn't even a lot of interaction between me and you through DM because we usually, if we don't text, we usually DM. Exactly. And if you notice, like, oh, I noticed that our DM interaction became less and less. And I'm wondering if that was a 
psychology on your part, whether intentionally or unknowingly, that since I wasn't active or I wasn't saying, yo, Mark, look at this, there was no reason for you to go back and forth with me and then throw something else my way for me to look at. Yeah, it becomes a chain reaction. You know, you send me something, we talk about it, and I find something interesting, you know, I send it over your way. But, you know, once one of us is kind of taking a break from social media, then it's just like, okay, it's, it's a break. Yeah. But it's like social media kind of has us trained on how to behave. Mm. It's, it's like, not upon that. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like massive sharing of content. Like, if someone shares something with you, now you have that person in your head. It's like, I got to send this to Kev because we send things back and forth to each other. Mm. It just becomes like a, like a routine or a ritual. Right. Like, a lot of people, you know, they go through Instagram and then they find a post that they like and they know the perfect person to send it to. That's true. Instagram knows that too. Mm, that's a fact it's just like it's just the way it works it's based off of sharing so i'm starting to see that that's real and that's why we have that um that explore page that interest page that page that tells us what we like i try to stay off of that page as much as possible they know what you like and they're giving you what you like that's very very true (laughs) i only find myself going to the explore page if i'm on instagram hard that day and i have absolutely nothing to do yeah man but for the most part i try to avoid it you know what i'm saying Go to the explore page and you will see yourself. That's and very true. You may not want to own up to it, but you know, if there's booty shaking, that means you <laughs> like that. That's a fact. And you, you like to consume that content. Instagram knows us. Instagram knows us. It really, really does, for real. Even stories, man. I had to yeah. kind of just like like you could be on stories all day. Oh yeah. What I had to do, what I had to do was you know, if you click on a certain amount of people for their stories if you notice this with the Instagram algorithm it'll show you those four or five people you truly value or you truly appreciate like the first five seven stories that I usually click on that I usually see are the ones that I usually click on the most so your story will be up there the wise guys podcast will be up there or if I'm on the wise guys page my person will be up there flowered concrete will be up there alongside you or my sister or something like that so it's usually like my seven top eight people and I'm I've gotten better since I've gotten back on saying I'm just going to restrict my story watching to these eight people, these right. eight marvelous gentlemen and women. I don't <laughs> want to go any further than that. Yeah. And that isn't a, um, a, 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 an indictment or a detriment to anyone else out there. Hey, all our followers, we love you. But yes. It's just, yes. you know, just to keep the mind fresh and away from any toxicity or anything that might be going on. Yeah. And to also just make use of my time, you know? It's true. Because that uh, social media can kind of steal our time sometimes. Yeah. You know, I mean... They work with psychologists. You know, all of these, all of these brands and you know companies work with psychologists to get you to use their product or, or buy more or use, or you know use their uh, platform more than you typically would. Yeah. So it's not just like some geeks in a room, you know, putting together code and you know creating these apps. They have psychologists and they're, you know, telling them this is how the human brain works. If you want them to stay on the app longer, you have to tweak this. You have to move this around. You have to do this. So they, they definitely know what they're doing. I mean, yeah. even if I go off topic and talk about Target, everyone says, you know, they go on Target for one thing and come out with 20. Well, a psychologist designed Target. All of these huge retail stores are designed by psychologists in order for you to walk in and come out with more than you ever, ever wanted to come out with. Mm. Just, just based off of how the mind works, they know exactly what to show you first and what to show you last. Right. So you end up spending more. So mm-hmm. it's interesting, man. They, they have us really uh, in the palm of their hand. You know, prior to my dad passing away in 2010, he was addicted to alcohol. Okay. He was an alcoholic. Yeah. 
you know, alcoholism is something that he de dealt with and he uh, experienced in his life. And uh, it's not easy for me to say that, but, you right. know, it is what it is. Yeah. And um, I remember he was in the hospital one time, like, back in, like, 03, 04, when I was a kid because of the same issue. Mm -hmm. And when he got out, he promised to stay away from drinking, like, period. Mm -hmm. But my father was also a party man. He liked to be out there partying, or as they like to say nowadays, he was out in these streets. Right, right, you know, right. He liked to have fun. He liked to have a good time. And you think, all right, I go to the first party. Oh, no, I'm good. You're good? Come on, man, we all drinking out here. No, nah, I'm fine. I'm good. You go to the next party next weekend. Oh, you're not going to drink? Oh, no, I'm good. By the fifth, sixth party, it's like, man, mother what the hell? I might as well take a drink, man. Everybody's drinking. I, right. You feel left out. It's like I'm missing out on what's going on, and you start to feel secluded. It's it's uh, um, excluded. It, it's so crazy how even the psychology of pressure or just the 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 the, the fellowship of communion and people being together, how you being excluded from that may affect you mentally and say, all right, well, I don't really drink anymore. It's been six years, but I guess one little drink won't won't hurt. And then you drink that drink, and now you've relapsed. Mm. That's and true. You're back to being addicted, and you can't stop it. Yeah, that's, they say you know it's all about the people around you. Yeah, like you said, if you're surrounded by people that love alcohol and you're trying to stop alcohol, you know you, the, your crowd is gonna you know push you in that direction. Yeah. So stuff. If you're if you're on a diet and you know you're around people that love to eat, then that's that's tough. I mean, right. you really have to. I mean, you maybe have a conversation with them to have them work with you and not, you know, do that stuff around you, but it's tough to be around people that indulge in the thing that you're trying to stop doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's and, and you know on the show I like to keep it real, or at least me, me, like, in terms of, like, just letting it all out there. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was addicted to porn, man. Hey, man. I had an addiction problem. I know I'm being honest. That's true. I feel as if I mean, a lot of people don't talk about these things, yeah. and I feel as if it needs to be talked about. That's a fact. I, mean, I got into it at 13 years old. Wow. A kid should not be exposed to that at 12, 13 years old. It's just, I thought it was the norm. And that's the that power age. of the internet, man. You can access anything at any age. Yeah. So it's just that amount of freedom that you had allowed you to explore things that your father may not have been able to see until he actually was with an actual woman. You know what I mean? Because it's like, we didn't have like technology like that in the you know 70s 80s where it's just like going to your computer and right in front of your face automatically it's it's you know like porn and stuff like that so right. it's just a different era man and yeah. if we don't have it like is. restrictions in place for our kids to not have access to it it's going to be in front of their face i was sheltered growing up my parents didn't my parents didn't um allow me to go out much allow me to go see things right. i was either at home at school or at church like right. that was my life you know or if I wasn't at either of those three then I was on the basketball court around the corner because it was close right you know and uh, my dad my old man never sat me down and spoke to me about sex right or puberty or any of those things right and I think at that time I was very curious I had a burning curiosity on how that worked and what that looked like true so one day I'm watching TV I'm just flicking through the channels and you already know man Cinemax After Dark, you know, HBO, right. they show the soft porn, and it's like midnight. It's like midnight, it's a weekend, and it's summertime. Right. You think I'm about to go upstairs to my room, and this shit just popped up, and I was just clicking <laughs> through the channels? I grew a big, huge curiosity, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. I, 
I got to get into this. Right. So I just, I just indulged. But that's the thing. I mean, and and even that, you know, that's just a late night television show. But just the way you can Google anything, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a kid can be walking down the street and hear something that might be inappropriate. They may go home and Google that because they want to know what it is. Right. And then they've opened up a can of worms that they can't close. They can't close. Yeah. It's true. It's 100% true. I don't know. I just think it's really interesting when you think about these addictions. And um, you go back, you bring it back to the point of social media. Right. You think about alcohol. Right. Right. You think about pornography. Right. Social media, alcohol, pornography. And then there's drugs too, you know. And even down to food. I mean, sugar is almost the. Sugar is a powerful drug that people don't even classify as a drug. Right. Sugar actually triggers the same chemicals in the brain as cocaine, but mm. yet we, we look at it as a food. Right. You know, like with Pepsi, I mean, I used to be addicted to soda, and that sounds like something funny, but Me too. it really is. Like, I, I would buy uh, Chinese food, you know, chicken and broccoli like a normal person, uh-huh. but I would buy a two-liter soda to go with my meal. Right. And I was finishing that with my meal. <laughs> Finishing it with my, like, it was just a regular two-liter soda and uh, my food, and I'd, I'd finish that. Yeah, that was your thing. Yeah, go to the store, pick up six Arizonas, right? and that was my meal. So, Dang. yeah, man, it, it was just like, man, sugar sugar is definitely an addiction as well. And I used to, in one day, maybe seven, eight Arizonas, the tall, tall boys, the tall cans, so it's just like, Everything, anything in excess is bad. That sugar you speak of, that sugar you speak of, my brother, um, it's also found in McDonald's, the GMOs and all those. I have not, proudly, I'll I'll say this, I have not stepped into a McDonald's, a Burger King, or a Popeye's or a Wendy's since 2014. Wow. And I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Because... Broke-ass college student, nothing to eat on a Thursday, Friday, early morning class. I don't go to Popeye's and get myself a chicken sandwich, man. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's right there. It's easy. Exactly. You know? But I feel as if the more you continue to move forward, all of these things are bad for our bodies and our minds and our spirits, man. And what these, all, what these addictions all have in common is that at this current point in time, you know, still in quarantine and you know whether you are still in quarantine or not because you got to go to work whatever the case may be the world overall is still pretty much in quarantine or wearing masks um you either were kicking these habits to a side during covid or it just it just got it got exacerbated right when you think of all these things because what else did you really have to do yeah if you were depressed because you were unemployed you lost your job you went to the liquor store yeah, for sure. And if you I, wanted yeah. sugar, you got some food. Yeah. If you wanted to just chill at home, not work on your business plan, and you were getting paid to stay home and work and go on Zoom and enjoy the rest of your day, right? You lied on that bed, you got real good, got in the mood, and threw it on the port hub. Like we right. were enjoying life. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the pandemic really made you face yourself. Yeah. You know, and and whatever issues you had going on, you either, like you said. You either increased it or you cut it out. Because I know going towards Green Acres Mall, man, that liquor store was people were running in and out. It was, I thought it was, they were doing like buy one, get two free. The way people were just 
it, I'm telling you, a massive amount of people just running in and out of that liquor store, man. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell there was something up. The pandemic, right. man. They right, were just right. like, man, can't get enough of it. Right. And uh, it's, it's crazy, man. But, yeah, just it, it really allowed people to face face themselves, man. It, it was tough. I agree. Uh, yeah, man. Um, so, moving forward, my brother, um, I'm wondering, when we think about the termination of these addictions again the termination of these addictions what do you think what what can we oh sorry i, I didn't what is not how i wanted to phrase the question initially okay. how how can we go about beating addictions to better one's self how can we go about beating addiction to better oneself and i feel as if that's a very loaded question yeah because it's easy to say i'm going to beat this addiction there's a process and a discipline that comes with that but i'm, I'm just curious curious in terms of hearing your thoughts how can we go about beating these addictions to better oneself and to become the person who you ultimately want to be yeah that's a tough one man because uh they've got like entire programs and curriculums based on you know beating addiction you know and i'm sure these uh these uh like these alcohol anonymous programs exactly yeah. they, they would know the real strategy but i mean yeah. i would think that you know just uh slowly cutting it out i mean i like going cold turkey i don't i think that'd be very hard on the body but you know if you were if you were having 10 cigarettes a day tell yourself you know let's let's do eight today mm -hmm. then then the next week you know lower that to six a day and you just keep lowering it by a small amount until you really don't need it anymore. Right. Because I feel like if you just go cold turkey, man, you're going to be in for a wild ride. Yeah. But uh, whatever it is, I'm thinking, you know, if you can just kind of make an agreement with yourself to still indulge, but to uh, just just be a bit um, a bit more relaxed with it. You know, take off a little bit at a time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, so. I'm in agreement to that. I think the same thing. I think... Uh, um, when it comes to beating addictions, I think you have to be okay with failing. Yeah. I truly do. Because you might try to beat the addiction once, twice, three times, right. and you don't get it right. I feel as if it has to happen on multiple occasions. Yeah. You know, just constantly trying to overcome it and just beat it, you know. But if you want to do it, it can happen. You just got to be committed and you need a support team. That's the thing, yeah. That's very important. If I'm not telling anybody about my pornography addiction, how am I going to overcome that? True. You know what I'm saying? True. Um, if I'm not telling anyone about my alcoholism or I'm denying it, how am I going to overcome that? It's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel as if my soda addiction and my fast food addiction, I beat that by just, um, well, I was actually dating this girl at the time right. who, who, did, who wanted to cut it out, too, and we did it together. So it worked out okay. for us, you know? Yeah. But we held each other accountable. That's the thing. We wanted to do it. She wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. You know? We did it together. Right. That's just our motorcycle, guys. Yeah. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? It's true. It's just like a, it's a group effort. Like, um, definitely having the support around you is great. And maybe that's a good thing. I mean... If someone shares the same addiction as you, maybe you guys can formulate a plan to work together and hold each other accountable. The fact that I told you that I was going to stay off social media after our, the last episode of our first season, and I actually did that for six weeks. Right. Even if you weren't checking to see if I was done, because I know you got better things to do, but the fact that I told Mark, I said, right. shit, I got to commit to it now. 
It's true. I got to do it because I said I was going to do it. Exactly. And I did meet. I did have good intentions, but I probably would have weaseled my way back in there and not really done it. Right. But I actually stayed off of it for six weeks, and I felt good about that. You know. Definitely. I think that's the thing too. When you tell someone about it, and it comes out of your mouth. Mm. It definitely uh, makes you hold yourself accountable because yeah. now not only are you watching yourself fail, someone else will be watching you fail. That's a fact. So that sometimes very, very that's true. that's a good one too. One hundred percent. All right, man. I guess we can move on to the word to the wise today. It's, you know, yep. pretty straight to it. Yeah. Um, sure. I guess I'll start first. My word to the wise for today's episode is it's actually it's actually two words, but it's supposed to be constructed as one word. I think. Right. Self awareness. Okay. Self aware. Self awareness. Gotcha. I think you have to be self aware in regards to your weaknesses. And what it is that you're struggling with in order to overcome them, you know? Right. Like, I, if, if I know that I have this porn addiction, I have to be able to own up to it, admit it, so that way I can overcome that. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So, that's how I really feel about it. So, that, I mean, that's mine. Self-awareness. Because a lot of people in life, they're not self-aware, man. That's why a lot of people fail to realize their flaws and why they haven't progressed and, and um, evolved. Right. Because they're not self-aware, you know? And I feel as if without that self-awareness, there's no progress. It's true. Definitely. I can agree with that. And uh, how about yourself? What's your word to the wise for today? For me, I'd probably say it's uh, just patience. Um, just being patient with yourself, patient with your, your mind and body. You know, because you can't... I mean, some people can do it and just go cold turkey, but the majority of people... If you have a habit that you've been trying to kick for 10 years, it's not going to work just dropping it and forgetting about it because your mind is conditioned to have this thing. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, just gradually just, just lower the amount, you know, week after week, and eventually it, it'll lose its grip on you. And I'm sure it's, it's easier said than done, but I just think that um, I think it's a better strategy than just going cold turkey. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think you're absolutely right. Well, ladies and gents, that's our show for today. That is The Wise Guys. Uh, again, you can catch us online. Find us online at The Wise Guys NYC. That's across all social media platforms. Again, at The Wise Guys NYC. All right? Also, 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 you can find The Wise Guys itself, the podcast, on Anchor. You can also find it on our homepage of the Flowered Concrete website, mm -hmm. which is www.floweredconcrete.net backslash the hyphen wise hyphen guys. <laughs> All Sounds right? good. Sounds really, really good. And then also the show itself is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, Breaker, wherever podcasts can be found. You can find both Mark and myself. I think we were pretty productive today. I think we wrapped up and oh, said yeah. everything we needed to say. It's a great episode. Yeah, man. I absolutely agree. Any last things you want to add? No. Stay wise. Yeah, absolutely. I thoroughly agree with that. Next week, ladies and gents of the Wise Guys community, next week's episode, episode 35. Oh, man. Mark and myself, we are going to have a ball talking to these brothers. We're going to bring back... Uh, both Gene and Jimmy to talk about breaking chains and becoming better men. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a good one. Stay Absolutely. tuned. Yes, yes, yes. So, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, this is your boy, Kevin Unglad. And this is Mark Pruden. And you have been tuning into the Wise Guys podcast. We'll see you all next week. Stay wise, guys. <laughs>